1: G'day, my name is James Baldwin, and welcome along to Oz Aus F1, Australia's favourite Formula One podcast. Now, it's important to note that for all of the banter and good humour of Oz F1, we stand unequivocally with the positive movement to end racism and inequality in the world. And we really applaud Lewis Hamilton for his mega efforts in establishing the Hamilton Commission, and indeed for the business of Formula One for launching the We Race as One initiative. We strongly believe in equality and love, of course, for everyone. But we're back though, racing finally for 2020. And boy, we have a cracker of a podcast recapping the first race of the 2020 season. So let's get into it. I'm joined, as always, in the studio by my friends and yours, the two Thomases, Tommy, the other guy who is good fun, T, and Thomas J, geopolitical analysis, which is uninspired and very lazy camp. Boys, um, hello um, hey, welcome. That is a long uh, intro. A long
0: intro. Underwhelming, I think, the word that was used. Yeah. <laughs> Underwhelming.
1: <laughs> Thanks for your reviews, though. I I have never been more impressed with a three-star review in my entire life. In fact, it's, I think it's probably my favourite review I've ever received, and it's wow. not even full five stars. But, boys, we're back. Racing has happened. We're we talk are talking about a whole real bloody race for 2020, and what an absolute shit fight that one was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, boys. Oh, man, I, boys. I'm
1: excited. But uh, I, I want to just show uh, a bit of love to the people who have written some, some excellent reviews, including that one. Uh, look, do yourself a favour. I'm not going to read. The full review because I had to press show more on the thing, which is always fun. <laughs> on to our Apple Podcast channel and read the reviews. But a big uh, shout out to uh, Kane Co for, for leaving us a five star review and, and KLDW for leaving us that brilliant three star review. in Middle is Karen, very I think.
0: Which I actually learned what a Karen was this week We (laughs) taught Campy what Karen was this week That's a a big feat
1: for us Uh, Literally not even 24 hours ago And he's he's put it in the podcast Good job by you Campy Mate what can I say Boys I was going to say let's go through race highlights But I think let's just bloody start team by team Because an absolute as I said, it was a mess of, of a race in a very, very exciting and positive way. Uh, it's hard to say. Let's start at the very back because pretty much everyone suffered. Someone going away. There was nine at the, night at the back. McLaren, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, and you know, even Alfa had one at the end. But let's let's start uh, at the back uh, in in the order that we normally go for, which is let's start with Williams because. Uh, We get to see the fact that Nicholas Latifi is in fact useless, and still finish last. There's only one spot to finish out of the points. He found it. Well,
0: you know what? So much has changed about F1 in 2020, but there is so much that is exactly the same as well. Yeah, we got Williams at suck. (laughs) We, what else we got? We got Seb still spinning. The harsh, the brakes aren't working still, man. They're crashing. What else have we got? We've got... There's
2: a lot that's still the same.
1: Oh, right?
0: very funny.
2: It's business as usual,
1: isn't it, in a lot yep. of ways? Let's yep. Let's be perfectly honest. But Nicholas Latifi, first time in Formula One, uh, we spoke a little bit about him in January, about saying we didn't know too much about him. Uh, but, yep, still underwhelming. In fact, more underwhelming than you, Campy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's one one
0: Balan's opinion on the internet. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Hey, I think I wrote that review very well. Um, (laughs) In terms of of the performance of the Williams, uh, let's talk about them as as a team as well, because obviously George Russell uh, retired with an issue, not the same issue, it has to be said, as the racing point uh, and what Mercedes was dealing with because Williams were running, who run different gearboxes than those two cars. But... I think their livery looks bloody fantastic on track, first of yeah. all. Uh, what, what, what do you guys think? It's it's more
2: classic style now. Can confirm. It's better. Looks good. Looks good.
0: Yeah, Williams have improved.
2: It looks good at the back as opposed to looking crap at the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's stylish.
0: No, Williams have improved. Oh, good on George Russell. He made... He just about made it into Q two, and he, he outqualified both the Alpha Romeys and his teammate as well. Yeah. and he was really close to the to the Haas uh, of Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen too. So, yeah, I mean, we're only talking about less than a tenth that he was missed out on Q two for. So that's good for them. Yep, that's a win. Latifi though,
2: mate, mate. Yeah. he needs to bring a lot of cash because he's not bringing a lot of driving.
0: Well, he was. He was. He was pretty rubbish, wasn't he? he
2: yeah, was, well, he yeah. was – I think we saw th- over 30 seconds behind in 10 laps. Mate, you're going to get lap three times at that rate. Yeah. This yeah. is a short track and you're already 30 seconds back. That's half a lap in yeah. 10 laps.
0: Uh, look, done, it's his first race, proper race weekend in F1. Yeah.
2: I reckon that little crash gave him in, a bit of a scare.
0: In practice three. yeah. yeah. That, was, that was an interesting one. Yeah, the car kicked and it oversteered and he went into the wall. And yeah. Yep. Which was a shame for Williams. I just thought, jeez. Th-
2: Genuinely, I think we're going to have to talk about the whole riding the kerbs and these kerbs issue because it seems to just be rattling some of these cars apart. And we've talked about track limits, but it seems to the point of like, well, track limits isn't enough of a deterrent. Your car's falling apart. Surely that's enough. Like yeah. Like many, many teams were suffering from this. Yeah,
0: I don't – yeah, I don't – I think it was a bit more of Mercedes trying to – calm down Lewis and Valtteri. They yeah. had 1-2 locked away, first race of the year. Yeah. They'd seen a few of the issues with the other Mercedes-powered cars in George Russell and uh, uh, Lance Stroll. So they were – I don't think it was as dire as what they were saying on the radio. I just think they were trying to make them not race. Yeah. I just but think, I think they wanted to lock down the, the one Beyond two.
2: the edge of the red and white – there is some pretty aggressive rumble, especially in the last oh, turn. I, totally. think it's, I think it's 10, 9 10 is brutal. Oh, yeah. You can hear it rumbling away. You can see the vibrations. It sounds like they're running and over. And they're like, riding that. Yeah, and riding that whole and, bit of red and white. And yeah. we did
0: hear about it through every practice session yeah. and qualifying. It was like, need to start those limits, curbs. curbs. Start yep. the curbs, start the curbs. So, yeah. It was, yeah, you are right. It was a consistent theme through the weekend.
2: Yeah. And I think half of it was they were using it so much that when Latifi lost it, he was just gone into that gravel trap over the first turn.
0: Yeah, well there's out of turn one, there's that yellow sausage curb that goes and down. And they all the try wall. and
2: use it to use shoot it. them back in line. Yeah.
0: And uh Latifi unfortunately got that one wrong and it bit him in the bum in the bum.
2: But yeah, Williams,
1: uh are they better? It's nice to actually it's nice to talk about it. In in a bit more of a positive light. Obviously, we yeah. spoke pre season about you know them financially and everything else. It's good direction for them, and I mean you can only go up from the bottom. Uh, yeah. I guess the the, the bigger issue uh, for twenty twenty in terms of people at the back now, from from my mind, is is looking at both Haas and Alfa Romeo. Let's talk about Haas first. Wow. Uh, both. I mean, can how much data was harvested by Romain Grosjean <laughs> this weekend? I mean, it's so so nice of him to turn up and get yeah. all of that data. He's now, so was it, are you sure that I should go off on this corner? How does it affect the car? Uh, okay, yeah. I'll do it again just to be sure because I At really need to make sure that I get as that much, much data. Uh, oh, he he, what he an also, absolute bloody waste of space.
0: I think they both did it in four and five in practice three. Yeah. I definitely know Grosjean had a spin in practice three. I'm pretty sure Magnussen went off in practice two. Yeah. But same thing from those two again. Yeah. And the brakes. How are brakes failing 35, 40 laps into a Grand Prix? Yeah. so You, you would is, think you, they would have sorted that out.
2: Is that confirmed that it was a brake issue? It wasn't just... Both their brakes gave up. That's yeah.
0: why, like, that's why, if you look yeah. at Magnussen's one, he's went, going, went he, he's flying into turn two. That baby.
1: was... That was a bit scary. That was almost very dangerous. Yeah, and yeah, man,
0: that was reminiscent of the Nico Rosberg. He was close Hamilton to a crash. He wasn't careful, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. That one, he did well to save it, and not yeah, throw did, it into the wall. Yeah, but uh, yeah and Grosjean uh,
2: did a little pirouette around, <laughs> the bottom of the track, and then kept going.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, <so>, yeah. Look, <laughs> oh, I feel sorry a for. Data, I feel though. sorry for Gunter.
2: Oh.
1: oh. <laughs> Well, it's all right, because he's going to Ferrari. There's no way that Wes Waller is staying <laughs> oh, in like, that shit fight of an
2: organisation. I'm going we'll to rage that. on that <laughs> Sorry, guy I've about mentioned 22 i yeah. have, have we got any positives from Haas?
1: No. I don't uh, think anything's looking better than it was
2: last season. No.
1: Well, the only thing they did better than Alfa Romeo is the wheels stayed on. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and, and I tell you what, Grosjean was having a good crack at trying to get them off. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeez. No, I feel good for, so I think every single one of our listeners loves Gunter Steiner, right? Uh, yeah. And oh, that, that is kind of the Oz F1 kind of vibe. And I think we all feel sad for him, more sad than for Alfa Romeo and for, for Williams that he has to deal with that. Uh, because I, I'm sure that he'd like to cherry pick you know, maybe like Kimmy and George out of those two teams to have in, in his team. Good team for them. Uh, look, it's, again, the issues that they had last year and the year before. There's no single sort of train of thought running through them producing parts of the car when it's all being sort of put together externally, and conju- conjuncted with sort of COVID really throwing it into the mix as well. Mm. The it's, pro- the did, pro- it, it's not the track for them, is it?
0: I look at this year. This year's a ride-off for Haas anyway. I think they were genuinely looking forward to next year with yeah. the new regs because there's not going to be much change or development from these cars, and the only thing that's really changing is the budget gap, mm-hmm. which when you read the fine articles of what the budget gap is for next year, it's not really budget <laughs> gap. that it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. It means we're going to be racing next season with the same cars that are this year. Again. And, you know, there's not a hell of a lot of development being put into next year as well, which just means that that's going to be another two whole seasons for Haas yep. where they're struggling. And... I don't know if that's ec- – if I'm, if well, I I'm Jane Haas, ask. I'm going, that's not economic. I don't want to spend, four, say, half a billion dollars in yeah. the next eighteen eight months for a car that's going to be at the back and it's not doing anything for me. If I'm him, I'm going, let's shut it down, come back to the start of 2022. Yep. Yep. Why he decided to keep those two drivers is beyond me. I mean, I can understand keeping one for a good flow and effect, yep. but the car's a piece of shit too. Yeah and they're really not given <laughs> they're not given they're not given these guys a car which is competitive that they can even have some remote one lap pace like we saw in Melbourne last year. Mm-hmm. That car's just getting worse and worse every time it hits the tracks and if we're first race of the season they're having brake issues like 40 laps in that yeah. that says come on guys get your shit together. It's not like this is a highly like a high braking track either. We've no. really got one big braking zone into turn is it 3 or 2 technically i think it's 3
2: yeah.
0: i think they include that kink down that after turn one as a turn yeah, but breaking
2: braking up into one isn't that dramatic
0: yeah because yeah. it's up and yep. then the other big one is turn 4 where they're braking downhill but yep. even still look,
2: yep. get on a yeah, get right. on
0: a circuit like sochi or baku you know big straights big braking mm-hmm. that car won't last 15 20 laps at the moment so yeah look I think they're going to fall. I think they'll be the worst team this year.
2: I, I, I'm i with you there. I reckon they could fall oh, I think the you're lions. right too. Yep. Yep. Ugh. And sad again,
1: right? Because we don't like seeing anyone at, at, the, at the back and the very bottom and everyone was looking forward to the new regs to push that sort of – so there was a no real mid-pack, back-pack and front-pack. It was just a pack. <laughs> uh, and yeah. we're further away from that again. Although in saying that, the mid-pack this year is – Unbelievable, really, oh, in a lot of ways. I, I
0: think well, I think we've got three tiers. I think we got Mercedes and Red Bull at the top. Then we've got a mid pack with Ferrari, Force India, sorry, bracing point, um, <laughs> good. McLaren and Renault. And Start then saying, I think um, there's a third Aston. tier that is Williams, Alpha and Haas.
1: Yeah. And Alpha in the um, in the middle. Oh yeah,
0: sorry, Alpha Tore in, in that third tier as well. So
2: a I think Crofty Towery. said Towery, A, 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 Alpha Ta, Towery. If all F1 teams <laughs> could stop changing their names, that'd be brilliant. Thank you.
1: That'd be great. Uh, <sighs> yes, and if you want to write, if you want to change your name, please write to us at uh, Thomas yep. And J We'll Camp approve Industries. them or tell you to get stuffed. Correct. Uh, there's an auto reply: get stuffed uh, <laughs> from from here on in. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about Alpha Romeo because I mean. This is the second car, uh, sorry, second team that's that's had this massive deficit in terms of how much slower they are this year with a Ferrari engine. Mm. Not that we're bloody surprised considering coming out of the findings at the end of last year and, you know, people like Toto Wolf going, uh, are we really this shocked that Ferrari is off the pace and these other teams who are Ferrari customers are so much slower when they got picked up for engine issues at the end of last year? I'm certainly not. Uh, no. It's, it's sad to see the Iceman so far back,
2: yeah. isn't it?
0: It's good to note too that these all three Ferrari engines in the cars have have not made gains from last year to this year. Yeah,
2: they're, they're worse. They've all fallen behind. Yeah. yeah. Ferrari Unbelievable. Being,
0: Ferrari being the worst the of the biggest them.
2: drop back. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: it says something about their engine that the engine in these three cars. Yeah,
2: or so, something that they've had to change from dramatically from last year's power unit, which was probably part of this whole covered up. What we're not allowed to know exactly the details oh, of. Totally, one hundred percent. There's totally. something in there that has caused this performance drop that was allowed last year that isn't this year. But Alpha, yeah. But getting back to Alpha,
0: they again they weren't really they weren't really anywhere. Did G, G, G sucks. He's <laughs> uh, he's shit. <laughs> he outqualified Kimmy, which yeah. over Kimmy's career, that's not. That's never been his strong point. Yeah. He's consistently been outqualified by his teammate. But I'll tell you what, Kimi's race pace was far better and far superb. We, I, I've been watching about I've watched about three or four uh, Austria races from the last five or six years in this last month. And you don't get, you don't, you don't make moves on this track without a significant speed like-
2: Yeah. Well, he's the lap, lap leader and he's for- got the record at, and for Kimi to
0: put pressure on Giovinazzi, on his teammate like he did, says yep. to me, Giovinazzi's just he can't he can't cut it at this level. Ferrari should dump him and try someone else.
2: Yeah. He's, aside from the on-track, he's an anonymous person. How easily we forget he's even there. So what's he bringing if he's not bringing driving skill, he's not bringing on the track, he's not bringing off the track. I don't know cash-wise, but I don't know. Uh,
0: the Italians would love him. But. <laughs> but-
2: who End cares? The they think
0: they can't get anything right at the moment, can they?
2: Yeah. So I don't think he's going to last. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he didn't last this season. They did a mid season change. Why not? Well, what then, they if, got to lose? If you
1: look at F two and F three at the moment, I mean Mick Schumacher was making some pretty good moves on this track in his in his car, his Prima, in the F two race.
0: He binned it too. Ten, <laughs> ten yeah, laps he to go. It too. How did you go in race two? I don't. I didn't watch that one.
1: I race one. All, race but one. But my, my, race my one. Point, <laughs> Yep. My point is, though, Schumacher... End point. And I'm sorry, Giovinazzi (laughs) would not be able to compete with that at all. I think there's going to be a massive change at the uh, Ferrari sheds. Uh, Maybe not even at the end of this year, but certainly through the middle of this year. Uh, And obviously Seb Vettel is laughing his head off as he walks out. Uh, Next in basically skipping with Daniel Ricciardo going,
2: (laughs) I'm glad you avoided that bullet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think the Seb's uh, like the joker walking out of the hospital as it's about to blow up, just laughing his head off. Yeah, he is
1: Heath Ledger is the Joker walking, you know, pressing yep. the button as he's walking away fr- from the hospital. But, I mean, yeah. what a what an absolute terrible place to be with Carlos Sainz when he's, you know, coming up oh. on the back of people like Vettel and Charles Leclerc and <laughs> having better pace than them going, hang on a second,
2: <laughs> this
1: is a place to be the other way around. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not. Um, but thanks for freeing up the, the soon-to-be-fastest world champion seat for Danny Rick. It's very kind. Yeah, so Alfa Romeo. Sad, but man, what a that that little clip of um, Kimi Räikkönen and the few onboards that we've got, including from Seb, who's right behind him. The fact that it is like you can see it as he comes into to to nine, uh, just just before it separates from the car and decides to go its own way. uh, It moves off slightly, right, and then. There's no tether, which is very unusual, which means it's not yeah. being put on properly uh, for it to hold onto the car. And the fact that Seb just gets on the gas to get around it
2: <laughs> before it comes through <laughs> is like,
1: honestly, dilly gaff, right? Like, he's just <laughs> I do not care. I mean, but technically, honestly, it wasn't a yellow gas. Dilly gaff. <laughs> but it just... just just watching it bounce across the thing. and I'm like, I love that it's these two driving. Like, if it yeah. was Stroll there with the tire, he would have managed to find, somehow find it inside the cockpit with him. Like, it just
2: would yep. have happened. But the fact it was said. I think Kimmy basically steered that into dream the dream. gravel with one hand. He was like, yeah. oh, whatever. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then he puts his hand up. He's like... Where did that where did that go? <sighs> and then he and then not only that he pulls onto the other side of the track so he still had enough forward momentum in the car with three wheels as i said to yeah. you, he should have just kept going and done a whole other lap just for the hell yeah. of it just to say <laughs> i am still the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh I we could love have had kimmy. Dilly Gaff Vettel and fig jam kimmy and that would have been totally fine. Did you uh, see
0: that? Yep. Did you see that that footage come out of Kimmy uh, racing go-karts with his 5 year old son?
1: Oh yeah! Amazing. His son His was passing son him and beating him. Love so that. Quick. Love that. No fear. Zero fear. What, a, what we what want. An absolute.
0: Sorry, we, we want another rocking in this Ooh, sport.
1: yeah. Great family. Okay. Well, that's sort of the the last three. Now it's going to be very difficult to, to pick where we who we talk about next uh, in the, in the mid pack, the bottom of the mid pack. But I think let's let's start with Alpha Tori because. Uh, not that they're necessarily at the bottom, but we, you know, we can start with them. They had an an okay race. I'm disappointed Kvyat didn't crash into anyone into anyone because he's very good at that <laughs> in this track. Uh, but otherwise, apart from him losing his uh, his rear his rear wheel, uh, they had a pretty good race. Gasly did pretty well. If you had Gasly in your um, fantasy team, which was not me, you, you actually scored me. some
2: points. He was about mm. the the redeeming part of my fantasy team.
1: Who who would have thought the whipping boy from last year comes in to be the the saving grace. But AlphaTauri, completely different team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) separate now from the Red Bull. uh, At one point, they again, like uh, McLaren and um, Mercedes, were the only uh, team to have both of their drivers uh, operating in in the top 10. Um, Disappointing then that they didn't manage to finish that. But as a whole... Not stunningly quick. It's not like the racing point sort of pace or even what Danny Rick was doing in the Renault, but they were consistent. They were sort of yep. hovering around that seventh, eighth, ninth, uh, for most of the race.
0: Mate, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the incidents that we had and the amount of retirements, they would have been fourteenth and fifteenth respectively, or eleventh, twelfth. They wouldn't have scored points. That team, for the amount of for the amount of gains that McLaren and the racing point had seemed to have made on the offseason, this team is the worst performing of that midfield that should have moved up. Yeah. they aren't a sister team yet. They're still the junior team. They were that far off the pace in quality. Their race pace until the incident started happening. Look, they were just they yeah. were sheep stations behind everybody.
2: I suppose they sit- were rubbish. They're sitting near Ocon, but is that an indication of how Renault's performing or how Ocon's performing? Do no. you know what I mean?
0: No, I just think the AlphaTauri has not made the gains that the McLaren and the Racing Point no way has. no and it's like with a Renault that's pretty good or thereabouts they're yeah. the fourth best team in that midfield pack they're the ones teetering on that second and third tier yep. what I was talking about last time yep. they were lucky to score points because if this was a normal race that we normally have with one or two retirements they would, would not even seventh. they were not even close yeah.
1: No, totally I right. I mean,
0: Gasly did a good job to keep his, you know, keep his nose clean, Solid. not getting any trouble, yep. got some points, which was good for the team. Yep. But if this was any other race where, you know, 90% of the finish finished, the guys, no they're nowhere, yep. especially on a track like this. And their one-lap pace is rubbish, Which and their one-lap pace in qualifying this year for that midfield pack is going to determine... A lot of the outcomes already, especially on a track like Austria. Yep. If you didn't qualify well, you were automatically shuffled to the back of that mid pack. And the cars are so close this year that you can't pass. Oh, you can't. You can't do much so about. You got strategy. You've got strategy, and strategy isn't is only going to get you so far if you can't make moves on the track. Yeah, pack it up, go home, come back next weekend
1: which exactly is what they're all planning to do.
2: But I think well, you know, yeah. in terms of- quite literally next week,
1: <laughs> oh, actually we will campy. Thanks. Great <laughs> idea. We'll all be back next weekend. Thank you for your permission. Uh, but you're right. No, you're right. And I'm glad I put them there. Cause very good points, my friend, mm. very good points indeed. Um, but really then the, the, sort of the thick of the mid pack being the Renault McLaren racing point and Ferrari, uh, let's talk about Renault. Danny Rick obviously retiring, uh, <sighs> which was incredibly painful for us to watch. Uh, if you haven't <laughs> noticed yet and you're new to listening to Oz F1, uh, we quite like Daniel Ricciardo. Um, he's a pretty good bloke, we reckon. Uh, but that was sad to see Fucking him. So 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 quickly. Fucking superstar, that guy. <laughs> 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 nah, there it is. <laughs> <There's> the under- <laughs> Sorry, Campy's auntie. Um, yeah. But he, he speaks truth. Uh, that is that is very true, but that was sad watching him limping around the track. I mean that that hurt again, but it, it ended up being a cooling issue problem, right? I mean and it was quite a warm track, uh, considering.
0: Yeah. Is that guy? Um, Do we expect anything different Renault this year? No, nope. That guy's had no luck since Monaco 2018. Yep. The amount of retirements he's had oh. and race weekends affected due to car issues since Monaco 2018. Someone online should go and look that up for Just
2: things out of his control.
0: Because I would say... Can I also point
2: out that Monaco affected. 2018
1: wasn't lucky for him either because he still had an issue with holding the <laughs> car the entire
0: yeah. Yeah, time. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. The guy's a star, but it's a shame. Danny Rick was on it all weekend. Yep. P1, P2, P3. Yeah. even qualifying. That his he's running Q2 put him into fifth from memory. I was like, this and on. Spanking Ocon. <clears throat> made <Yeah. laughs> Ocon look like the second oh. rate yep. thing I
2: do in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted, you know. I, Jensen Button pointed it out. Every mate, time Danny oh, Rick would come oh, out of the garage, oh. he was running greens, purples, greens, purples, greens, purples. Yeah. All weekend. Yep. He all was weekend. on and he was very unlucky to be caught up. I think we're going to have to blame Renault for this for not getting Danny Rick out to do two runs in Q3. Oh. He didn't oh. get to do a run in Q3 essentially because of his held, he was out up because of Bottas's crash.
0: Now I'm not sure what Renault's strategy is over the whole race weekend. You get an allocated amount of tires for the whole weekend which you can use. Now most now if you make Q3 you can get another tire another set of tyres for it's usually nothing. usually a set of softs. Yeah, well, of your choice. And yep. you take the softs because it's the quickest. Now, I don't know yep. why, but all of last year when Danny Rick made Q3, they didn't have two, two lots of tyres for Q3. They only had one set. I don't know why they're burning through tyres previously, but then again, I think it's I think it's reliant on Q2 only yep. doing one run in the Q2. Yep. But because of how close it is in... Um, In that mid-pack, I think it's you have to go out for two I th- runs I in Q2. think you'll
2: find the top-tier teams are running a used set in Q2 for their first run. Or for Q3. I think for Q2. Yeah. And if they qualify Sorry, on that, Q1. they don't have to go back out and they've, they've used a used set. But I think Renault are using new ones the whole way through, so they don't have the spare... So, you, so just for listeners, you, I think you use a s- brand-new set basically for every qualifying lap.
0: I think they need to sort that out.
2: 100%. He needs well, more ammunition shows, in Q3. It,
0: he needs two Tyler sets to Q3.
1: Weakness. Yep. So 100%. it's an absolute weakness in just if you're launching and you're saying well I'm going to send him out with 3 minutes to go you know to, to smash yeah. a 1 110 or whatever I it's impossible to predict that's, what's going to what well, but it's going to be impossible normal. to predict what the track's going to do cuz you look at biased <laughs> going and doing a donut and then still But being if he had a bank lap person.
0: that's normal though. I don't mind them staying out till the end because that's when track evolution But they needed assets. a bank
2: lap first. Well, is the problem. <sighs>
0: I think it's unlucky that he got caught out totally. behind. That's the risky run.
2: But I think what it is, is Renault saying, we don't think we're actually good enough to be in Q3, so they haven't even planned for it. Uh, Q3. Well, I mean, is have isn't planned for too, it, too, isn't there? That, they're just not preparing you, you? for it and having tyres ready for him there. They're going, oh, if we get there, we're lucky to be here. Tenth will do. It's kind of the feeling.
1: But man. they're like, what Danny,
2: whatever.
0: Danny Rick, if he had a shot, if if we go on his Q2 time, I'm just looking at it now, he would have qualified fifth if he repeated that. So, I yep. yep. mean... He was on. Uh, the guy is a star and made Alwyn look shit. Mm. Sorry, not Alwan, Ocon. Ocon yeah. is rubbish. <laughs> Renault should have kept
1: no, su- no surprises there if you've listened to Oz F1 because you would have heard that point last yeah. time. <laughs>
0: Mate, he was like a second and a half off at one stage. I'm like, you've got to be joking me. This is a, a second and a half. Three-tenths is daylight on a qualifying day. That's a bad yeah. day for a driver. But a second and a half, I know he pulled it back on yep. his second running Q2, Ocon, but Yep. a second and a half, that tells me this guy, he ain't got the mental capacity to keep up with Danny Rick, and we did predict it. We didn't yep. expect it to be any other way, but to actually see Not it, it, it. Not
1: this stark. Not this stark
2: a difference so early. He was over half a second in Q2 behind Danny Rick. Shit, ass. Yes. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Keep Hulkenberg. At least yeah.
0: I'll, you know. We know what we're going to get from our consistency, yeah. You know that consistent two, three tenths behind Danny Rick. Yep, jeez. Very average. Reno another poor yeah. decision. Heard that here have.
1: first, Cyril. Bring Hulk back for next year, <laughs> and then also get rid of Ocon. So uh, a lot of people leaving the grid for 2021. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Racing Point now. Racing Point, uh, they were touted, and stupidly, I listened to the feedback and put them all in my fantasy team, but they were touted <laughs> to have a huge amount of speed, which was fair enough because Checo was was pretty strong all weekend and it's it's pretty, again, stark difference when you look at where they ended up uh, in both qualifying and in, in the race. You just, we weren't, you don't see uh, the Pink Panthers anywhere near the front that often, but they were strong, even Stroll and, you know, we said this last year, Campy, that he's good at staying out. For a while, like towards the the ra- his, his race, his racecraft isn't specifically that great, but he's very good at surviving and keeping his nose clean. Unless it's Monza, and then a wild Ferrari <laughs> appears in the way, <laughs> and then he gets yeeted out of the corner and goes, "What was he doing?" Like um, a Pokemon, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that's exactly what it was. Uh, but Checo had a pretty good race. I mean, I think they stuffed up the strategy with not p- not pitting him and. Yeah. Uh, and putting some new boots on him, which ended I up... I had a gamble. You know, he, yeah, I had a gamble. But, you know, if you're a Mercedes from 2019, you're a fast car. Uh, and credit where credit's due without, you know, having the blueprints to doing it, the, the racing point does look pretty quick and looks, you know, pretty, pretty planted as well. Like Checo was doing some good moves and throwing it around the track uh, as if he was driving, you know, the, the Kingfisher branded um, Force <laughs> India from years and years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what out. I hate to
0: say? I really hate to say this. Stroll has got potential. His, <sighs> his, here's the issue with Stroll. His Righto. lap in Q2 was lightning. Stroll's yeah. lap in Q2 was lightning. Yep. And it didn't look like he had much confidence in the, from the onboard as well. I mean, he was, through 9 and 10, he was, he was really nervous. He didn't put the car in the right place. In saying that, his time in Q2 was Phenomenal. It
2: was his first run. His second yes, run was, was
0: useless. Yeah, his first run, sorry. Yeah. Phenomenal. The problem with Stroll is you are not going to get that same consistency from his best and go. his worst. Right, yeah. He yeah. needs to be able to do that for, you know, six, seven times out of ten in a qualifying yeah. situation. Not one if, or two. If he gets it right on the right track, yep. we'll see this guy qualify on the podium at some mm. stage. But the kid, look, I hate The kid's got potential. But he's just too inconsistent, Yeah. and if he can narrow the gap between his best and his worst, yeah, um, I think I think he could he could go far and he could win races. I don't think he's a championship quality driver, but he's got potential, and he's not as bad. You know, we've he's, we've got we've got him in a good car. Yep, he qualified in Q three for the first time in ages. Yeah, mm-hmm. He stuffed it; wasn't his best lap. Insight: The kid's got potential, and he's I've got to give credit where credit's due.
2: Yeah, very interesting. I th- I think I, it's it's consistency. You're right. Yeah. I think the the other issue is he doesn't deal with adversity. He kind of throws his hands up, takes his bat and ball and goes home as soon as something gets a bit hard. Like we, as much as Lewis complains, end of the day he kind of gets on with it and still figures out how to win. I just don't know if Stroll's got that getting through a little bit of pain, kind of. I don't know. He just seems to blame everything else, throw his hands in the air and blame everyone and run away.
1: I mean, the guy has had a podium, like he's one of the youngest podium sitters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with his time around um around the streets of, of Baku. And, and that was a great drive. You know, he call almost got second. At yeah, as yeah. Well. and he almost got second, and Valtteri pipped him right at the very last, you know, hundred and fifty meters because of slipstream. And fair enough, but like that was a great drive. I think you know his confidence has been thrown a lot in the last years uh, with going from Williams to a, you know, an average car again. But th- we've said this so many times. You, he's not a championship winning driver. I totally agree with you, Campy. I think he's probably at least uh, maybe B and 0.5 rather than uh, than the full B class driver, but. He has a quick car and when you look at Checo, who's got years and years and years of experience and like we were all laughing last year going, why the hell did they sign Checo up for this long? He obviously knew that this car was coming down range for 20, at least for this season. The fact that mm. it's going to be here again for next season and then there's development moving forward. If they can pull, like if this, uh, this team can pull this kind of car out really from nowhere. Yes, okay, it's a copy of Mercedes, but it's not that easy just to look at a photo and design a whole car. And even Jensen Button said, you get one angle of one panel wrong and it completely throws everything. Then the mm. the absolute confidence that you have in Aston Martin come 2022 is huge. And that's what I was, I was texting you boys at the beginning of the race going, Vettel needs to get himself in that car for 2022. For Aston Martin is going to be dominant force. And, I mean, no, it's a blip and, yes, there's lots to do and, you know, a lot has yet to come down range for this season, but they have shifted markedly in the way that they have attacked this. And with a bit more of a result like that for Stroll, his confidence will come back. But Checo drove bloody well. Yeah. He
0: he did. And he should have, you know, Checo should have had a podium. Considering all that happened at the end of the race. Yeah. They had a pit at him and they got him on fresh tyres. Yeah. We wouldn't be having the conversations we're having at the moment. Racing Point took a punt and they got it wrong, in yeah. my
1: opinion. Well, and he also did a stupid mistake and was speeding in the pit lane. Like, there was almost an unsafe release into Norris and that was yeah. like, huh, okay, but they they managed that. And, again, Checo's experience, I can't believe I'm actually starting to speak positively about him, but here I am. <laughs> uh, Checo's experience saw him, saw Norris, and did the right thing. There was no argy-bargy crap that, you know, we saw with, like, Verstappen in Monaco last year. It was fairly, fairly clean, but that's a rookie mistake speeding in the pit lane to get five yeah. seconds for that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, you're right, Campy, if they that's had a done no the one try strategy in that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. But man, yeah. racing points, like bloody solid. And, you know, even the McLaren guys and, and Lando were saying, you know, it was, it was a surprise to qualify ahead of Sergio uh, mm. because of the, the pace that they've got. And it seems that their race pace is...
0: Yeah, I think anyway. they're the real deal is the real deal this year. But that's what happens when you copy the Mercedes car from last year. Yeah. You're going to make some big jumps. And if you look at the times from last year to this year, between the Mercedes, the works Mercedes of last year to the Racing Point of this year, yeah, pretty comparable. I've got no pretty idea. Pretty similar, slightly well, better. Why doesn't that's-
2: Ferrari copy the car that they had last year? <laughs> <laughs> because they changed it all of last year, Tommy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that
0: that's a good segue. Let's let's talk about Ferrari.
1: Yeah, is a good well, They're segue. about here, aren't they? Yeah, Mate. yeah. They're in the middle. I was going to talk about them next, and, and McLaren about yeah. them, which is just makes me so bloody happy. But okay, uh, Ferrari. What a bag of shit that team is.
2: <laughs> oh my lord! Give, uh, is it start at the top, Campy? What do you think about? Ugh, where's I, Wally?
0: I want to talk about. Where's Wally? And. The verbal sash that started to happen in the media between he and Mr. Sebastian
1: Vettel. What? A, what a liar! What? A, like, do, Give people, it. come is on, he Campy, go!
2: Stupid.
0: Oh, look! I work on a building site every day, and if you stuff something up, you get called a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I can tell you what, Mattia Mattia Bonato is the biggest one <laughs> ever. Mate, where are you going to get T-shirts made with a, <laughs> a cartoon version of him with where's Wally and we are going to wear them at the old GP next, mate. <laughs> right.
2: If you'd like to pre jump on the the So it. they are. So the,
0: <laughs> the story goes, so Vettel, Vettel gets no. asked some questions about his contract in the media and what happened. And he said, came out and said, well, all my discussions with Ferrari were, yeah, we want you, you're our preferred driver, yep. blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and then all of, got, a sudden, all of a sudden I got a phone call to say that Oh, you're no longer in our future plans. And he said, Oh, well, why? He said, Oh, because of because of this COVID, COVID. and pandemic, we have some monetary scapegoat, Some money monetary problems. And you yeah. know, we've got a cap and we've decided to move in another direction. And Seb goes, Well, you haven't even offered me any money yet. <laughs> you know, I might drive for you for five million dollars a year, then yeah. money's not the issue. So what's the problem? And look, Matea's trying to save
2: face. Big time.
0: I don't think he probably made the decision. I think it was a collective decision to get rid of Seb.
2: But he's the mouthpiece.
0: But he's the mouth, and he looks like a dickhead. Now, when the... Te- <laughs> 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 when, when, uh, lucky, uh, lucky Bonotto had a mask on this weekend... <laughs> Because if we actually had have seen his facial features when he like his mouth would stutter and get nervous when he got asked the question, he would have looked like a right twit.
1: <laughs> 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 but I guarantee you, that
0: guy wears a mask to every press conference so we don't get the full value of his facial reactions <laughs> when he's asked real questions.
1: <laughs>
0: How's that for an uninspired <laughs> <Jared> political rant? <around? laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
0: you Italy
2: <laughs> Fuck you <him, Torana. laughs>
0: Sorry that was a joke That was a bit too so far <laughs> right.
2: Our laughter oh. was taking him on Wow oh. But not
0: I no. Look Ferrari's a shambles And oh, This mate. car Look Charles Leclerc All credit to him He had a really Opportunistic Opportunistic race yep. But that Ferrari Is nowhere
2: it's horrible.
0: They man. were 7th and 11th in the race, and it was sheep stations. When Seb spun, which we can talk about. You guys can talk about after, because I'm talking way too much. No, man. I love it. I need to stop, because I'm gonna going to say something little <laughs> blah. Anyway. you got to say something
1: uninspired. <laughs> that you? car...
0: <laughs> that car is terrible. That was They couldn't pass. They couldn't make moves. No. Leclerc, to his credit, made moves when the other cars around him were struggling and he was yep. able to pull close because of the cars in front battling. Yep. But when Vettel spun and he fell back behind everybody, he struggled to make moves on Williams, on Alfa Romeo's and yeah. Like That car is a piece of crap. Yep. Now, that... That confirms to me that this team cheated last year. Coming into this year, their whole plan was, oh no, we've got a workaround and we're not going to deal with the FIA. We're not going to tell them about it. The FIA has said that car is illegal. Don't use it next year. They had all their eggs in one basket for this year. They were gonna yep. we had creative workarounds for our issues last year. <laughs> Give me a break. They've got caught with their hands on their ass. They thought they had an out like an excuse in their car to be at the top. They didn't plan in the future to work around it to make the car better, and when it backfired on them, this is what we're looking at, yep. and the buck stops with Bonotto. Sack that totally. guy right now.
2: Yeah. It it just shows, I think, the car wasn't actually that good last year. It just had an absolute rocket of an engine that yep. overwhelmed. So even if every other part of the car was average, the sheer power of that engine kept them at the front.
0: Yeah, no, but we know why it cheated, and it was because of the fuel flow. Yeah. I've explained this before, but for those of you who don't know, the FIA had one fuel flow sensor, which wasn't a constant sensor. It just took an accumulated data at various points pre-decided around, like at lap 32, it would take a, it would take a measurement to see that. Now, Ferrari knew when this fuel flow meter was going to take the measurement, so they turned their car back down to make it legal. But when it wasn't monitoring... They so cheated like you wouldn't believe and they fuel (laughs) fuelfully exceeded whatever regulations in there. That's how they were able to have such a quick car last year. Now, how that was done, I've got no idea. But this year, there's now two sensors in the car. There's the one that they used from last year, which the teams have access to and the data on. But there's also a second sensor that the FIA has put in place on every car on the grid that only they see, can see the data. And, and they now, choose say,
2: when and, yeah.
0: No, they can see it at all times and it's a constant flow. So yep. if anyone exceeds it for even a millisecond during the lap or during the race, they're penalised. But yep. no other team has got access to any of that data. Any of that data. Right. So if anyone's trying to cheat around it, they know straight away and they'll pull them up. So yep. it tells me that Ferrari cheated like you wouldn't believe last year. And
2: yeah,
0: Fucking give me, give me a break. No, because when you cheat... <laughs> When you cheat, it's got it's got real world ramifications for the teams around you. Yeah. Yep. You know, look at Williams, they suck, but they're doing everything in their right mind to try and do the right thing. Yep.
2: yep. When and when the Ferrari
0: flow. blatantly fucks around with the rules. Yep. It well, look makes at the flow
2: on top their, their customer teams who are using those engines now. Yeah. Like they're useless. And Shambles and of the, the worst of them. Thing is, Shambles. Why Sacked would you have such
1: a Big team, lots of money. They're talking about budget caps and everything else. But instead of investing money like as you say, Williams, who've got a tiny budget investing into trying to make the car faster in a legal way, like Racing Point and Red Bull and every basically every single other team that doesn't have this massive budget, instead they're like, Oh no, we're just gonna invest in this cheating thing. Guys, yeah. really like get a bloody grip. There is no leadership in that that team at all. And even Seb said after the race, this is a direct quote from Sebastian Vettel, I'm happy I started. Spy- only up. once, yeah, yeah. He says the Ferrari is <laughs> undrivable. I'm happy I wow. only spun it once. The, you're right, Leclerc is lucky, but like honestly, that whole the whole team, the whole situation. As soon as Bernardo was uh, was called out for basically lying about the whole thing, and Seb yeah. Vettel, you know, everyone is behind Seb. Uh, and I, it's sad because there's a lot of Ferrari fans out there and there'll be a lot of people who listen to this podcast who love Ferrari too. We love Ferrari as well when they're doing the right thing and they're not. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how happy I am that Daniel Ricciardo is going absolutely nowhere near uh, that the nowhere team because it is an absolute waste of time and space for the next 10 years as far as I'm concerned. Ferrari, yep. you're dead to us. You might as well go down to the bottom three for all we care.
0: <sighs> mate, I, mate, we need a good Ferrari in Formula 1. Oh. You need it. Like, we know that because yep. Ferrari... When you even go to Melbourne, go up On Street. The whole place is covered Dosh. in Ferrari flag. We need a healthy it's Ferrari. Culturing. I hope they get better. They should get better, but they have to fundamentally change the way they go about their off-track business.
2: And in the past, all they've done is just overspend to get results. And unfortunately, you can't do that now. Yep. No, that's well, not ridiculous. the way it happens anymore. Let's, got, let's talk, talk about something more col- positive. <sighs> They've got a let's bad Let's talk about something here. more positive. Come on, let's talk, let's, talk about,
1: <laughs> let's talk about. McLaren and let's talk about Bain, the CEO of McLaren. Sorry, Zach. Bain <laughs> <Andrei Zoddl. laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's also uh, a Micka Hackenham lookalike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've, yeah, we've got Bane and Hacken Hakkinen running McLaren. So good, uh, boys! Oh. I cannot tell you how bloody glad and excited I was to see so a purple happy. sector, a purple uh, line, come up to the next uh, next to Lando Norris about yeah, fastest, fastest lap, lap of the race on the last lap, and he closed that gap down so, so well good. to ensure that he managed to get I third place. I've s- never seen Zach Brown that screaming.
2: Happy. I was screaming for him to close the gap on that last oh, night. Mate. I was so loud. I was waking up everyone in my house. It was so exciting. Oh, like, man. Mac- McLaren! Right.
1: And this is doubly exciting for every single one of us who love Daniel Ricciardo because yeah. this is where he's going. This is the pointy end of the grid, not the back and the red pieces of crap behind him. But yep. Yep. like the Just, team worked really well. The pit stops were fantastic. Well, the pit stops yep. weren't totally fantastic. Uh, they almost stuffed up the back left on Lando, which almost caused the accident. Uh, Perez, (laughs) but man, like just you get. Sorry, you got. Look at the culture.
2: Look at the culture. That's Uh, straight away. So Danny Rick was going to go to Ferrari. That is an absolute shit show. That is the worst culture in F one. I'm going to say it. Look at McLaren. Look at how many people that potentially have COVID and other diseases because Zach Brown was hugging all of uh, them. He was that (laughs) excited. Seriously, that is exactly the kind of culture that you want in Formula 1 and you want Daniel Ricciardo in because him and Lando are going to shine. They're going to be the ones that everyone (sighs) wants to be around. Just just to be clear. If if Bernardo
0: tried to hug me, I'd probably knock him out. (laughs) That guy just to be
2: clear, they all have they
1: all have tests and they all exist in the team bubble, so they know that no one in McLaren has COVID, it's all so they're good. allowed to all
2: it's just a joke. you know cuddle yeah.
1: and fair, like Lando like running into Zach Brown's arms was like the oh. ending of one of like you know a Rocky kind of movie, just in terms of like ah oh, this is a feel good ending for this team. And you know what? I bet you Fernando Alonso is very
2: sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He would be, but so happy, and Lando was so. Positively talking about his team and what they did yeah. for him, and
0: and signs was Science was brilliant too. He struggled yep. with yes, the car this weekend, yeah, and, and he was it wasn't vocal about it. He just said, "Look, I'm struggling with the setup of his car. I can't yep. get it right." Yeah, and he was like, "If you look at his race and where he came back from, sort of the midway back to the end, fighting for that for passes and when you he know, got for, that last yeah, spot, yeah, that guy is a look. I don't think it's a bad decision that Ferrari wanted him. No, like." All credit to Lando. Great. Just love to see it. That's what we want. We want to see it. I mean, but Carlos was brilliant too in a car that he struggled with.
2: Yeah. Well, and Sainz was catching Lando at one point, and Lando even said, he's like, I thought I stuffed that up. And then he just pulled it out of nowhere. Yeah. Made some great moves right at the end, and then just put the pressure on. And then when the word came over that Lewis had a penalty, he put that thing around so fast. Drove the wheels off. It got fast as lap as well. Like, unbelievable.
1: And they it. deserve it. Like they totally – this is the team, as you say, culture before, but like they've worked really hard and it's the whole team. It's not just Andreas. Yeah. It's not just the drivers. But we, we're we stoked because it's McLaren and that's where Danny Rick's going. But a whole bunch of people are stoked because McLaren were in the Williams situation not that long ago. Yeah. Like people are yep. forgetting that, you know um, – Van How Dorn they and Alonso, oh, they, totally. they were great. Van Dorn's a great driver. Like, don't get me wrong. He smashed F2, but it didn't have the car. And it just goes yep. to show, like, when you have a car like this, I'm sure he would have been in a similar situation. And sometimes you yep. can't help that. But these guys bloody deserve it. And I can't wait for McLaren Mercedes, so long as oh. they're not running a Mercedes gearbox. Or maybe they fix <laughs> that sensor issue by then.
2: But it's going to be bloody awesome. Yep. Formula One is just a better place where McLaren is up and about. Love that 100%. Love that.
0: Oh, love uh, that.
2: that Mercedes. Was the, that was
0: the best story of the weekend for me. Total. Lando's podium. I know he uh, got lucky. He capitalized on some mistakes yep. of others. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have been up there if the race played out as it So did the guy on the wrong. second
2: podium. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. But, man, that was the best story of the week. Oh, yep. Just love that. And that's all we love.
1: Yeah, That's what we love. It's, that's Ugh. a kind of Hockenheim kind of thing that should be happening, but it's not just random luck like Charles Leclerc. Lando drove that and deserved it. Like Charles just, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever. But uh, same with Carlos. Like they're both, and they both finished that high up. It's a good points haul for the team as well. McLaren you know, stage, sitting second in the constructors. Correct. Yep. They're sitting second <sighs> in the constructors. And you know what? They can take it to Red Bull if... If there's if that's the kind of pace they were showing, and you see the opening lap, Lando and Max going at it, and oh. Albon being around with Mercedes as well and a few others, like oh, yep. I tell you what, that's that's really you know something to be excited about on raw pace with no DRS. Seeing those cars like that is fantastic. Let's talk about uh, Red Bull. Sorry, before we talk about Mercedes, because um, bloody Lewis Hamilton did it again. And uh, I will, I will apologise to my wife on this podcast for waking her up as I shouted no. The only, <laughs> the only outburst I had was when poor Alex oh. Albon gets flipped around again, uh, and I woke her up. So I'm sorry for that. But oh. unbelievable, like just stupid. The fact that Albon uh, and Lewis went round that corner, and that's exactly where uh, Albon squeezed him on lap one and gave him enough room and didn't push him off the track. And then when Lewis overtook Albon, it was in the same exact spot. There was distance kept. Do not tell, say to me that Lewis did not see Albon. He was in front by the time this was, and like Lewis's hand up going, oh, What's that? Mate, you're the issue here. Get out of the hell out of the way. All yeah. right. All right. All
0: oh, right. here we go. No, no. K pop for Lewis. No, I'm not just going to diss Like, reactionary, like, disagree (laughs) with you.
2: Stop being so reactionary. (laughs) You're just trying to get Uh, clicks,
0: (laughs) Kempi. Can you
1: please go back to the script and read it?
0: (laughs) At at the time, the first message I sent was, Lewis has done it again. But I watched that on board a couple of times. And with watching four or five of these previous osteo races, you don't – 99 times out of 100 – that move around the outside at turn four doesn't get done. In saying that, Lewis, his steering was at full lock. It didn't change. He was committed to a line. And for him to turn in more, that would mean that he would have to take his foot off the accelerator at that part when they made contact in order for the car to bite and turn right more.
2: His, so do it He's
0: steering No but he's steering Take was,
2: your foot off You don't
1: have the <laughs> line <laughs> That's not it I, I was trying to be quiet But yes I agree Tommy. No I'll, no. Look, take uh, your
2: foot off If you don't have the place You I'm have not,
0: to yield I'm not saying that he didn't Stuff it up And he didn't get it wrong yeah. But it wasn't as bad As what I thought
2: If you're assigning blame I still reckon it's 50-50 to, You are full of shit my man I, dude, What did Albon do wrong?
0: Albon. Tell me what Albon did wrong. Albon did nothing wrong. It was so all, there's
2: no percent there. So where's the rest of the percent going? All I'm saying is, is that. Campy's clearly uh, not good at maths. Come on. Yeah, look. I, look. I'm with you. I don't think his intent was to take him out.
0: It was It was never his but intent. And it wasn't If lucky. we're
2: assigning blame, 100% has but to go to law. All Lewis. I'm trying
0: to say is it wasn't like Hamilton's line. He could have changed it once he'd committed he to that. He could have taken his foot
2: off. He could have yielded yeah, the but spot. But what
0: racing driver takes their foot off after they've already got the The on one that gases. doesn't want
2: to spin the same <laughs> fucking guy again. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, and mate, that's the issue Hamilton deserved a-
0: the, Hamilton totally deserved the penalty he got. Yeah, I th- in I- saying that, it wasn't as bad. More. My point was is it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was when I first saw it. Oh,
2: I think this one is worse in give- Brazil, though. Oh, totally. I think it was a bit more 50-50 in Brazil. I think album, uh, album was ambitious uh, in Brazil. This one, he had all the track. He was on the very edge. He was not yeah, impeding Lewis in any way. Well, he was well Albon, in front.
0: But Albon still Albon had some more room on the outside if you want to get real. Not real much. Right. Not much, but he – Look,
2: at the end of the day – Hamilton
0: day, stuffed want, up and he got the penalty, Albon. but it yep. wasn't as bad as I thought it was.
1: I, I fully agree. Just and the penalty – Albon towards the front, right? That's yeah. that's the, the situation here. And as Christian Horn said – Chris, yeah. Christian Horner said, where else are you going to take him on the track? Because Mercedes yep. had straight line speed. Totally. He had new boots on yep. the car and he could yep. go around the corner. He did a great yep. job at putting the car where he wanted it. And, you know, his confidence yep. is building. Uh, there is no, totally. In my mind, after that drive, there would be nothing that Christian Horner and Marco would have said to uh, Albon to do any differently. I think he drove, yep. he, uh, in, unlike Gasly, <sighs> he put the car in a position to get it Around the world champ, the defending world champ to do something. Yes, they finished with zero points. Unbelievable. And yes, there was a reliability for Max, uh, an issue for him, and that sucked. But I'm just being emotional here not oh. on the script that I've written in front of me and said <laughs> that I want Albon to bloody get towards the front because he deserves like think- Lando, deserves that podium and he yeah. has a real opportunity to do it this weekend. Let's not, yeah. let's not mince our words here because the Red Bull, they'll do what they need to do to fix it, but he was driving really bloody well this weekend. Yeah, I think for me
2: the penalty is fine, oh, but it, it doesn't, put Albon back on track where yeah. he should be. Yeah. And that's the brutal part is he came in 13th, which is nowhere near rep, like representative of how good that car was and how good his day was. He deserved points. He was having a ripping day. Oh, totally. And for, through no fault of his own, he's taken out, and a five-second penalty doesn't help him sleep at night, does it, for the other guy? Right. No. In, and and it's, in, it's sad. That's in, the hard right, part, I guess. I'm just
0: going to play devil's over because in yep. saying all that. If this race had have played out like – a, not that there's a stock standard normal F1 race. Mm-hmm.
2: But maybe three but, retirements instead of nine.
0: Yeah, right. If, this, yep. if we didn't get two safety cars, yep. after the first one, he was still way back. If Max hadn't have had his reliability issues, I don't, you know, we're talking about a fourth and fifth without even the chance to win at the end. In saying that, how good is Red Bull as a team? Oh. They knew they weren't as quick as Ferrari. Uh, sorry, as Mercedes, but their strategy with maxed, and Max to get through on the yellow in Q2 right. to start on that, gave him the that alternate so strategy.
2: And he was pacing Bottas on those mediums. He was quick, but yep.
0: at the, his, his pace was always going to come at the end of the race, yep. right? So this is how good Red Bull are of an organisation. Now, Albon was a fair way back because he didn't qualify as well, but for, for Red Bull to make that decision to put him on the softs right at the end, really reminiscent of the yep. Danny Rick in China yes. race in 2018 where... Yep. Uh, the two Ferraris and the two Mercedes didn't pit, and Danny Rick and Max did, and Danny Rick ended up coming through for the win. Really reminiscent of that. That is the pressure which we spoke about before this season, yep. which is going to be the difference this year. Yep. When Mercedes get it off wrong by five percent and put uh, they're in positions yep. where they can't control it out front, Red Bull is going to be primed to get up there, and they, don't. And they did it twice this weekend with two drivers. Yep. For them not to the finish and the points is shattering. Oh. But... That as an organisation they're run pretty well at the moment.
2: Completely. I still right. don't think
0: I still I yep. still don't think Albon's anywhere near where he should be if he wants to compete with Max. Just based on the race pace times and the qualifying yep. times, Max is still better and Albon's not pushing him. But if I tell you what, if Albon continues to drive like that, yep. And put his car in the right positions, and making move like that on guys like Lewis Hamilton, he's yep. going to get, he's going to have a seat in that team for a long time. Yep, and but the bigger, bigger issue is great for me to is. See. is-
1: the bigger issue here for me is that he was faster than the Mercedes. At that, at that exact point, he was yeah, quicker. Yeah. And at Christian Horner said he had an opportunity to win this race. Now, I'm sad for him because Max wasn't in it. And that's that's the only time yeah. really that he has got a really good chance of winning a Grand Prix is when Max has retired. And that's why I'm sad mm-hmm. mainly for him because it was all on him. Yes, the strategy was fantastic. And when you sent that text, Campy, saying this is very reminiscent of Danny Ricardo in 2018, I was like, oh, man, we could see this again. And we know yeah. Daniel Ricciardo in that car was not the fastest car, and he's not necessarily the fastest driver. But he, his racecraft and taking advantage of the yeah. race, exactly what Albon was trying to do, is perfect. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I'm sad for him, but at least Red Bull would have been happy and in the debriefing room and said, "Yes, that sucked. Maybe watched X, Y, Z. Maybe a little bit. But dude, you, you stuck it in in a in a yep. gap. If you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. And center, yep. like you can't get
2: any better than that." Yeah, yeah, I can't fault the kid. No, nah, Red Bull have a strategy of all in, all the time, aggressive. They go for the win. Like, there's none of this, oh, third's nice. There was no, There was none no, of that happening.
0: Not content.
2: Nah, no, they're going for the win every time, and that's exactly what Albon was doing. So I think the team will be very happy with him if he continues to do that. And so circumstances speaking,
0: helped him out as well. We know, like I, you know, I want to give it some perspective. Yeah. They, Mercedes, and moving on to Mercedes now, that car is so far above it. They midpoint of that race before the first safety car, they had what? Oh, I think Bottas a week. had I think Bottas had <laughs> 15 seconds on back to third place that was incredible. And Lewis was about yeah. 8 seconds behind. But then after the first pit stop, uh the first safety car, um, they came out and within ten laps they had like a fifteen or oh, 10-second lead again. I was like, they are so far off oh, in front of everybody yep. else. When they yeah. were
2: told to stay inside the curbs, they were <clears> still <throat> a tenth ahead of everyone on a lap. Like no,
0: that, that that team is it's remarkable. Yep. The gains that they've made as Ferrari has dropped off, but the innovation like that got that team is incredible. Yep. So stoked for Valtteri. So are are the we also
2: saying that Red yes. Bull is the the second team now oh, easy easy damn we knew that coming yeah, without in, a yeah. doubt without a doubt yeah.
0: this weekend this weekend confirmed it
2: yep yeah, for sure we thought it but it's confirmed now <clears throat>
0: but mate but mate. still
2: like they're still away behind yeah which is scary and this is, well, on, and this is on a small and, this is on a small track a, to remember but it's yeah. also a condensed <laughs> season
1: that's it's a small track but it's a small season so every yeah. point counts and max had an opportunity yep. to win the world championship if he scored yep. two wins in a row we said this two weeks ago uh, about him taking that and it's a shame that he didn't. But I also have to say the new livery on Mercedes and, of course, it has a very important meaning and standing up to racism in in every category but specifically in this Formula One, man, those cars look good. And and Lewis's race helmet into that race suit too, that's a – Yeah, they're mean-looking cars, and Valtteri was a mean-looking driver. Like, he came out of that, like Tommy, as we have said many times about Melbourne last year, that kind of bulleted
2: gate, right, I'm here, let's go, I'm going to win this bloody race, and he did. I think Bottas just needs about 100 days off in between races. (laughs) (laughs) He just needs time to prepare. He's a weapon when we've come back from breaks.
0: Look, I, I was really, really, really impressed with Bottas this weekend, he got he controlled that race in the front. Yep. He should never have been in a situation where he's in where Albon was even close to, you know, mm-hmm. passing both Mercedes. But yep. he dominated that. Like, he 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 beat Hamilton in qualifying, which is no easy task. Yeah. That speaks volumes of the guy. Yep. This guy, he's got his – and if luck goes his way as well. I mean, luck went his way this weekend. Hamilton scored 12 points. He scored 25. If he comes out and gets it, just say Max wins next weekend and Valtteri gets a second or a third. Lewis is only going to gain on him by yeah two or three points. Then you go to Silverstone,
2: Compound as I said win. last time. Yeah,
0: if he gets another win, one out of two at Silverstone, yeah, that's just another. That's in a short what, season. We're four races in with four potentially to come, and we know mm. that we know the rest of the year that Mercedes is going to dominate everywhere else, probably. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think. This is the sort of bad luck I've been talking about for Hamilton Mm. at the start of the year. Valtteri shouldn't be saying anything at the moment. But if he comes out and puts it on pole next weekend, wins the race again, two in a row, Lewis Hamilton by circumstances or a few mistakes or whatever happens like we've seen to all the other teams this weekend, that's when Valtteri can turn around and be like, all right, the pressures on this guy, and then mm-hmm. start playing that mental game I've been talking about that he should play. Don't play it yet. You need three or four wins under your belt, up, yeah. you know, in in the first six races before you can start doing it. But this championship is wide open for me. I'm, Yep I, I think Hamilton will get it right at some stage and win races and get pole positions. But this, how quickly these races are coming around – you know we've got we've got four weeks we've got four four races in five weeks. If Valtteri can be on top, three of those five get three wins. Yep. Uh, the pressure's on.
2: Yep. Well, so he was very lucky. We'll say, like he drove well. Don't get me wrong, but the safety cars were opportune for him. How do you think the race would have developed but if the, there was no safety car? The, the safety car. So Lewis was Lewis was pacing.
0: The safety cars, what do you think
2: would have happened strategy-wise?
0: No, the safety cars were opportune for everybody. So totally. Don't, so
2: don't worry about that. But he I suppose had, the person at the front is going to be the most beneficial w- out of that. When Hamilton
0: got into second, he was eight seconds in front of uh, Hamilton, Bottas was. And Hamilton, over the next 10 to 12 laps, only gapped him by two, two seconds. But I can tell you what, Valtteri had the engine turned down, he's controlling the race, he had heaps of things up his sleeve before he needed to even think about the pressure coming from behind from Hamilton. And Hamilton was going to burn out tyres. I mean, we're looking at two cars that are exactly the same and super comparable. Valtteri would have, if there was no safety cars and no incidents, he would have controlled that race all the way home. Mm-hmm. Mercedes would have brought home a 1-2 on the back of the week they've just had with yep. all the other stuff that's going on. Yep. Great result for Mercedes. So you don't
2: think Lewis would have tried an undercut, forced any kind of issues? No, you can't.
0: not You're not going to get undercuts when you're teammates. They just don't do that stuff. Yeah. If you're in front, yeah. you get preference. That's yep. the rules. And, and, and it has this been. And, Mercedes, and, it Mercedes and it should be. Mercedes are straight up with this stuff. Yeah, They will let their cars race as far as they want, as long as it's not a detriment to our whole team getting a one-two.
2: We heard the radio was very funny, them being told not to go on the curbs, And they're like, no, we actually mean all of the curbs, not just the ones you guys decide. No, the red and white as well, stay inside the line, stay on the grey. Like, they were like children. And also, this is for both cars. And then we hear Lewis pipe up and Sookie's like, he's using more curb than me. Classic Lewis. Well, the
0: only thing, the only conspiracy that came out of that, there was one... um, there was one radio message that went to Valtteri, which was something about engine chassis mode 2.1, 2. 1, which is reminiscent of the multi 21 with Sebastian Vettel and Mark Webber, which tells me I don't know what it is, I don't know what that could be. don't know me. what that, that means. could be a genuine yeah, yeah, yeah. setting that they're talking about, yeah. But when they say 2 1, I think that means all right, slow it down, boys, sort it out. Yeah. and then James came on the phone, uh, got on the line, he's like. Valtteri, it's James, and then he went, <laughs> Lewis, it's James. That's like when James comes on the. Oh yeah, that's like boys so your shit
2: out. Like I'm not mucking it. around we're, now. We're done. Yeah, we need to bring this home. So yep because they were very worried about the gearbox, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, going over there was gearbox sensors which yep. were yeah. going off left, right, and centre because of the uh, the perceived friction of the car going over the the curbs. So yep. if the, I don't know what that means. I. I can't imagine that the car would be falling apart because of that. But it says to me there's a fair bit of unlo- no, there's a fair bit of unwanted load on the gearbox that they weren't comfortable with. Mm-hmm.
1: It'll be interesting and to see because, how they take because, it next time or next weekend.
0: Yeah, because Stroll had an issue with his engine and uh, Williams uh, sorry George Russell had an engine uh, issue with his engine. They're all Mercedes' engines. I think they were going... All right, let's just slow it down. Let's we put, don't
2: need to. Let's put
0: this one on the box. This. But yep. all credit to Valtteri. Lewis was unlucky all weekend, night. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Like, the guy was on it from P1, yep. P2, P3. Got unlucky in qualifying. You know, Valtteri put a leg off yep. uh, to get a fine after the fact. I, sorry, to get a penalty after the fact. Yeah. After the initial decision had been made. i yeah. You know. Very I, rebel. <laughs>
2: Very Red Bull ugh. to make a complaint. Yeah, I know.
0: But <laughs> in saying that, the only other thing is the DAS. The DAS system is
2: yeah. Was, so ugh. there was a lot of talk about it being beneficial on warm-up laps on on uh, formation that's coming out after safety cars and stuff. Did we think it had much of any uh, like a difference, or is it just a lot of talk, as opposed to like warming up tires and those kind of preparation laps?
0: Well, I think the place, the times when they used them, they didn't use the DAS other than when they were cooling down, um, when they were warming up tyres in preparation for mm. fast laps, mm-hmm. which tells me that it's probably got to do with consistency in the tyres and the warming up of the tyres. Yeah, There was a protest from Red Bull because there's two fundamental ideas on what the DAS system actually is. Yeah. Red Bull protested under the lines of that this is. A uh, we are changing the way that the suspension works on the car, therefore it is illegal. Mm-hmm. But Mercedes justification of that is, no, we're not actually changing anything to do with the suspension. It's steering. it's steering related only, and that's why they got to change it. Yep. Now, the reason Red Bull protested is because they want they were trying to get some clarification on what it is the DAS system actually does and how it works., yep. But when that got knocked back, when the protest got uh, failed, They didn't get any information, but it's not personal. These teams have been, you know, and that's what Toto said in his press conference. Yeah. Um, but good on Mercedes. Yeah. I think I think we'll see a lot of one twos this year if they get it right because that car is so far ahead of everyone else. Red Bull don't seem to have made the gains I thought they would. No. But yeah, it's it's so hard to tell. We're one race in, and we're trying to cram, you know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Three hours' worth of topic matter into however long we're going for. but yeah. The
1: good news boys, is we hair, can do it hair, all again in hair, <laughs> seven days. Oh,
0: boy, boys, Yay. how good's racing, though? Oh. How good is
2: it? Oh. I had it the status drives out for my birthday, too, boys. Camby <laughs> <It laughs> was really enjoying e-racing, but I guess this oh, will I do. No.
1: And it's sad, it's sad for him. <laughs> uh, it was a good birthday for you, Camby, but it's sad that that disappeared. Well, that was – uh, again, what a race. An incredibly interesting. Thank goodness it wasn't a boring race the first time around. Uh, the other thing that we need to talk about, lads, is the Fantasy uh, League, the Oz F1 Fantasy League. If uh, you're not part of it, uh, please go uh, to our website, ozf1.com.au, or our Instagram page. You can follow the links there or just search Oz F1 in the uh, Fantasy League. Um, the good news is how there's do, only one host. How did the There's only one host, one of the hosts in the top 10, and uh, that's me. Uh, and you guys. <laughs> Uh, in fact, Tommy has managed to create two teams and uh out
2: of yeah, 25. Yeah, I lost the login for the other one. Out of 25,
1: they're 23 and 24. So clearly you're doing very Hello. well, mate.
2: Seriously, <laughs> I had Red Bull as my constructor. That screwed me. I had Danny Rick as my turbo, so double negative. That was wicked. Three.
0: <laughs> three. And, yes. three, uh, of and three, three, be. three of my Three of Three of my drivers didn't make the end of the race. No, Jeez. I that's the and same I, three. But James, James, you used a mega driver on Lewis Hamilton. So yeah, you're completely
1: But the good news is, mate, I'm ahead of you and you're twelfth. Uh, and and I'm eight. <laughs> so I'm taking that as a win. Uh, I have to shout out to the first uh, first three. Um sandy uh from the us he uh, is topping uh had some ferraris sandy. in there which is incredible uh hayden Morrell is coming second and i believe hayden uh does some racing himself so ah. very good to see you on the podium there mate and uh ain't overstapping me i think L- laura uh is an L Ford <laughs> uh in third incredible yeah, uh, i want to shout out some other team names here there's just name and then team one so feel free if you are in the league to be creative with it um we've got uh, Racing Joint, uh, which I. I love that we've got hashtag checking <laughs> uh we've got yeah, where's, like wally? That. That. where's wally f1 <laughs> um, from, from the us so that's that's really great uh and uh where was the last one um no, it was you, Campy Tommy. Back to Tommy back. Time, yeah, oh, Campy off. back to back, Get and Tommy lost. time. <laughs> you back to back Get from twelve, lost. mate. You've got uh, a long way to go. But look, there's 25 of us in the F one League. Uh, we'd love for you to join in. Uh, it's going to be great. We uh, we've got some merch coming down range as well. So uh, we might even say Mateo if you if you, top the, if you top the league, we'll send you uh, we'll send you a t-shirt and uh, a Mateo Bonotto hate rage t-shirt. The Campy will just handwrite. <laughs> uh, but well, his... Hi.
0: Hey, can we just talk about, just for 30 seconds, we've got some Australians in the F3 Championship at the moment. We actually oh, yes, had, incredibly uh, important.
1: Campy, please go ahead, yes. yes.
0: So no, our one-place getter was uh, Oscar Piastri, and he, on debut, got a got a first place, which is amazing. Yeah, we incredible. also had uh, Alex Peroni, who finished third, and I watched the first race, mate. He, he looks quick, that guy. And then we've also got the son of our five-time... Uh, 500cc Moto GB champion uh, Mick Doohan, his son Jack was also racing. He made his debut this weekend. Now he's in a shit car. He's not in a top line car. Uh, he came 14th, but he showed some really good promise in the first in the qualifying as well. He's sort of up around that fifth to eighth at one stage, and he he stuffed it on his last lap. Qualifying works differently, but I tell you what, for Australians in single seater racing, looking to make it, looking to make the jump you know, to F1 in the coming years and F2. Yep. Mate, we got some top stock in F3 at the moment. Jump on board.
2: As much as we don't like Ferrari, the Ferrari Academy that's coming to Australia is only going to help that as well.
0: Yeah, in the Sydney, which is good. And look, we do love Ferrari. Look, we're very critical of them, but we need a good Ferrari in our sport. You know, we rage on them, we get a bit emotional about it. But... We need a good Ferrari in our sport because if Ferrari's bad, the sport will suffer long term. Yeah. But in saying that, look, we've got some super talent and it's super exciting. Yeah. It just gives us more opportunities to to follow the sport more. And our F5000 uh, F5, um, category seems like it's getting up and running after COVID too. So that will be good. Uh, we're going to get a few races towards the back end of the year as well. So that, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about our sport and where it's heading. Especially for the Australian contingent, oh yeah, super excited. It's great news. And
1: of course, what you see is what you get with us. It says it on the tin. OzF one, big banter, big opinions, and massive Daniel Ricardo bias. (laughs) We are not sorry for that at all, Uh, and we love it that you guys. And uninspired geopolitical analysis uh, and COVID (laughs) (laughs) series. Which uh, look, I mean. At least you're 100% right about motorsport, mate. That uh, that is your redeeming feature. We are are like the the D-grade version of Top Gear. Uh, We'll let you just consider (laughs) who everyone is. But uh, we love that you're listening. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, We've had such a massive spike in people listening to this podcast. We really love what we do. Uh, We we love that you guys are joining in with the Fantasy League and reaching out. So do please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Shoot us through a message on Instagram uh, or on the website. Boys, it is only... Seven days until we get to talk again, and even less time yeah. until we go wow. racing again in Austria. your work, gentlemen. Uh, we will see you uh, in Austria again in a week's time.
0: And he's probably got. His own- <laughs> <laughs> he's, he probably's got his own podcast too. <laughs> it's Matt from WTF One. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Up, it's WTF on One.
1: <laughs>
0: He's got Donald Trump hands, that guy. Here we go.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.